0: TED audio collective Hey listeners, just a quick warning. We do use some salty language in this episode, so if there are little people around or you're not in the mood, save it for later. It's a good one. I'm Anoush Zamarodi, and this is chapter 3 of Zigzag, a show about changing the course of capitalism, journalism, and women in tech. No joke. <laughs> If you didn't hear chapters one and two, do go back and listen in order. You're going to want to meet me and my co-founder, Jen Poyant. We are two veteran public radio journalists who quit our stable jobs to try and build a badass
1: media company. The major objectives for us was going to be ownership, IP, all that stuff, and then making something that we fucking loved. This is going to sound super cheesy, but we have to believe in ourselves and fucking go for it. We call ourselves
0: Stable Genius Productions, and our mission is to help people navigate personal and global change. And podcasts are our lab, a place to test solutions to some of society and tech's biggest issues. Yeah, we have big ideas. ZigZag is our first project, our first podcast, and we're documenting our ups and downs as we attempt to get our company started. And from what you've told us, dear listeners, you totally get it. Hi, am and Jen.
1: Congratulations on the launch of Stable Genius.
2: I stumbled across the Zigzag podcast and I'm pretty psyched. It's inspiring.
1: I quit my job, my
2: stable job of the last 7 years yesterday.
1: I'm on a little bit of an adventure of my own.
0: So, I kind of did something crazy, at least that's what all my <laughs> my friends and colleagues think. Love what you're doing. And thought I'd share my zigzag journey, which started five years ago. Oh my God, is it terrifying to quit a stable job, stable career, full bennies, with children. Uh, so
2: maybe I can keep you updated and tell you how it goes. Because um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Oh well, yeah. We're still not sure we can get this company off the ground without working so hard that we become bad mothers or destroy our beautiful creative partnership in the process. But we do know this. We got our first funding in the form of cryptocurrency. And that's when things got really interesting. I'm scared to say, like, it sounds too good to be true, but, like, it's perfect for us. It's perfect for us. A new, very experimental startup called Civil is helping journalists launch their own online publications. Civil wants to build a better ecosystem for journalism, a place without fake news or clickbait headlines or billionaire publishers calling all the shots. How? In part, by launching this new cryptocurrency, Civil Tokens, which are made possible by blockchain technology.
2: Transactions trading, taking care of business on the blockchain.
0: To better understand blockchain, or if you've never heard of it, understand it at all, it's fascinating. Definitely listen to episode two. And if you already listened, I'm so sorry if you can't get Blockchain Guitar Man out of your head. So Jen and I have this small grant with a little bit of real money from Civil, but the Civil tokens, they don't exist yet. They haven't launched. We're working our asses off with no paychecks, just fear to drive us. And as you'll hear in chapter three, we start realizing that the stakes are actually higher and more personal than we knew.
2: Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Write. Magic, Magical. Stress less and save time at Canva.com. Designed
1: for work.
0: Canva. Yeah. Sorry if my feet stink. When starting a business, just know that every day you will say to yourself... Why am I putting myself through this? Why am I putting my family through this? So, (laughs) I think it's really good that we took an hour to like reset our mental health because, like, literally, how to keep from torturing yourself and everyone else in your life with your stress? Self care. It's not a term I'm particularly fond of, but in this case, self care is appropriate. And boy, did Jen and I need it. So, one April day, we took a break from our laptops. I went for a run. You did yoga. It's good. Of course, when I was done wearing I looked at my email, and I have to read you one from Nicole at uh, Civil. It's just really funny. Just a reminder, Civil is the journalism startup that gave Jen and me a grant. Part of the grant was real dollars. The other part was in something called Civil Tokens. Hi, Stable Genius team. Welcome aboard. Excited to have you. I wanted to reach out to ask if you needed any help setting up your wallet. What's happening? Civil and Consensus are starting the final leg of preparation for our upcoming token sale. This means writing the actual smart contracts that will issue the Civil tokens according to the agreements that you've signed with your newsroom. We need you to supply us with one wallet address to distribute your newsroom's tokens. From there, you'll be able to manage and distribute these tokens to individuals in your organization, however you choose. What do I need you to do? We recommend procuring a hardware wallet if you don't already have one. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Our favorites are Trezor and Ledger. You can also use MyEtherWallet as a software wallet, although we believe hardware wallets are far more <laughs> secure. Please sure to, be sure to do your own research before buying. Okay, so first thing, what is a hardware wallet? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll find that out. Um Okay, this is great. I feel like we're joining like a mystery cult. (laughs) Once you receive your hardware wallet, you'll need to set it up so that only you can access it and so that you safely store your private information. Your seed phrase must never be saved on a computer or else...
1: this Is like the Bitcoin keys? Yeah, this is the
0: Bitcoin keys. Or else your security may be compromised. We recommend writing down a copy and storing it in a secure location. We need this to be done in the next seven to ten business days. Summary, buy a wallet, set it up safely, send us your address.
1: Thanks, Nicole. (laughs) What do you think of all that? I think it's really funny. So I was just thinking during my yoga session that if we can find a way to survive over the next year as we make zigzag and then potentially make another...
0: So much for leaving our worries behind. But anyway, our workouts are helping us stay patient with each other. Even though it still feels like there just aren't enough hours in the day to get a podcast off the ground, run a company, have meetings, set up all the social media accounts, editing software, the insurance application, blah, 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 blah. And now we had to set up something called a hardware wallet. At this point, we still have never vacuumed our office and sometimes have popcorn for lunch. And oh, yeah, we have children. Which is why on a Saturday afternoon, I was at the kitchen counter with my laptop and my 10-year-old. Just unplug it. Plug it back in. It's the other one. It's the one. Okay. See, I told you. Okay. He was going to help me set up my hardware wallet so we could all be ready to live in the future. It is very important for you to write down your recovery seed and store it safely away from prying eyes. I had gone with the Trezor hardware wallet, ordered from Amazon. And in a month or so, the idea was that Civil would announce to the world that people could buy their tokens. And hopefully people would be so into this idea of a new kind of platform for journalism that they would grab the first batch, then the price would go up, more people would want in. Okay, you ready? Okay, we're going to click the button that says, install firmware. What's firmware, Kai? Hardware, firmware. I guess it's hardware that's a little less hard. The idea with the CIVIL token was that it was more than just a way to create value so that the people holding them could cash out. Anyone could go on CIVIL and read whatever they wanted. But the people who bought into CIVIL's token economy would also get to participate in running the site by tipping the journalists they liked, voting to kick fake newsmakers off the platform, making sure everyone on the site stuck to Civil's newly-written code of ethics, its constitution. — Okay, right now, the little fobby thing is flashing different words, and apparently there are going to be 24 of these words. — What's though, You might need to use more Post-its. — I think you're right. — Kai and I did eventually manage to set up our Trezor hardware wallet. It took us over an hour. The grand finale was writing down on a piece of paper 24 random words that the keychain fobby thing flashed at me and then said would never be seen again. I mean, at this point, the whole thing still felt kind of fake to me. But not to Jen. Here we are once again. At a bar.
1: world that like one person might want to sell and the other person might not, or like invest right. back in the business. Right, or, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, what if you sold, reinvested some of it, yeah. and then had money in the bank for the business? You know, so we're we're solid for a year or two. Like, that's gonna be tempting if it happens. I just don't. I think it's so little money that it's not gonna make that big difference. That's money. not necessarily true though. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. And, like, I sound like a crazy speculator right now. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm just, saying, just well, I'm look, saying the, the situation case. could come up and, it, and that could get dicey. We, we need to be ready for us to have a conversation
0: of what we should do. And it. it's so hard to have conversations about best-case scenarios. Because it seems so... Cool but I guess that's, like, how I've realized that that's how I've lived my life, is living it for the worst-case scenario instead I of being optimistic.
1: The, and want to the best-case scenario conversation right. over and over again, because if you look at these these types of founders, the ones that have really succeeded, in this regard, in, like, the risk-taking side, I'm willing to take more risk. I'm thinking about this very hard,
0: about why I've had worst-case scenarios. In all- we wouldn't know whether the whole token sale thing would work until the auction. And at this point, no one knew when the auction would happen. Early June? Mid-June? Late June? July? The suspense was kind of killing us. We wanted to talk to some other journalists who had also joined Civil to see if they were having doubts and whether they had a backup plan. In a minute, some other badass women journalists putting their reputations and all their time in the hands of a very risky experiment.
2: I just think that like the internet as we know it is untenable.
0: When we come back, where do you draw the line between stupid and visionary? This is Chapter 3 of ZigZag, I'm Anoush Samarodi, and on a dreary Sunday, something extraordinary happened to me. My entire family was out of the house for the day. Did you get trapped up there? So Jen and I invited another pair of female co-founders over. We wanted to invite them for mushroom omelets, mimosas, and some real talk about gambling on the blockchain.
2: How's it going? I'm Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nushin, thanks for for coming thank you for having us Allison
0: Martin and Nushin Rashidian are the founders of a news site called Cannabis Wire. But no, that does not mean that they are advocates for getting baked I mean, all the time.
2: That's what everybody Everyone says. Everyone thinks we just love weed. Yeah, absolutely not.
0: Allison and Nushin had met in grad school and narrowed in on the weed beat nearly a decade ago. They knew it was going to be a huge issue in the U.S. And now their time had come.
2: You and I had this, like, crazy moment around spring break where I was like, do you mean to tell me that... First of all, this world that I hadn't even thought about until recently is about to get to a place where it's federally illegal, legal as a medicine in a dozen states, and then legal as, like, an equivalent to alcohol in one state? Like, what the fuck, basically? I was just like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah, And I was like, this is going to be huge, and we need to, like, follow it. Um,
0: After writing a book together and freelancing for lots of different publications, it was time to do their own
2: thing. And so now what Cannabis Wire is, is it's... The tables have turned, right? So to me, now, cannabis industry, they're the big guys. They're the big guys. They're not the little guys anymore. We have big cannabis or big marijuana in the same way that we have big tobacco and big alcohol. Yeah, and and and, and now it's about accountability. It's about watchdog journalism. It's about investigative journalism. It's about following the money. It's about holding them accountable. But
0: why take cannabis wire to civil? And why the blockchain? Well, because Nushin's other job was as a researcher at the Tao Center for Journalism at Columbia University. She knew all the gory details of just how bad the financial situation was for media.
2: You know, we were doing this report, and it was like, at first it was like, oh, like, let's look at all the products that these, you know, these platforms are rolling out. Let's look at Snapchat Discover, and let's look at, like, Facebook Instant Articles. And it became very, 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 very clear. Like, forget the product. It's like the economics don't, are not, like, panning out. And so suddenly I stopped giving many shits about the platforms and their products, and I was like, what's the, their business model? Okay, their business model is advertising. Advertising money used to go straight to publishers to pay for the journalism.
0: But now that most of our eyeballs are looking at Google or Facebook, they take that money. It's actually estimated that the two will account for nearly 85% of the global digital ad market this year. And that's also problematic for another reason.
2: Okay, so what's the issue with advertising? Okay, it's data-driven. Okay, and then you sort of start to get at this more granular place where you're like, actually, the entire economic model of the internet is ad-driven and data-driven.
0: Vacuuming up people's personal data so that they can be micro-targeted within an inch of their lives with ads and content, it's what these platforms do. And it's kind of creepy, maybe even undemocratic. Having no regard for citizens' digital privacy is what got Facebook into that Cambridge Analytica mess in the first place.
2: And at some point, it's people are going to say no, whatever. At some point, people wake up and say, Actually, we don't like this. Um, actually, this isn't good for us. Actually, we shouldn't be eating, I don't know, McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and so what's next then? What replaces that? For Nushin and Allison, the answer
0: was to opt out of the old way of doing journalism. And to join Civil, a platform that would, allegedly, rebuild the relationship between the journalist and the reader.
2: And use technology to sustain journalism, not chip away at it. And suddenly— You have this extremely democratic system that is a blockchain where you people opt in and the idea of payment is like baked into it. And the idea of like citizenry is baked into it. And the idea of transparency is baked into it. Um, And it's just brilliant.
0: The four of us sitting here, four women, we're like, hell yes. This totally makes sense. We get what the problems are with journalism. We want to be at the cutting edge of trying to fix it. But Jen and I, we're scared. There's a big moment coming up, right? When this auction of the tokens finally happens, and trusting that, like, we say something has value, so therefore other people think it has value with, like, buying into the civil tokens. We're building to a moment here.
2: Yeah. You want to? Like.
0: Nushin and Allison were holding their breaths to see what would happen with Civil. Just like me and Jen.
2: Um, This is like, the stakes are high. This is like what I'm doing. This is my career. This is like, this is Cannabis Wire's future. This is like, I feel like I can't quiet my brain right now. Yes,
0: All I want to do is sit at my computer and write. That's all I want to do right now. All four of us were trying to make the most of this crazy, strange opportunity that Civil was giving us, and we were working all hours to get our mini-media companies up and running. But Jen and I had been driven by nutty deadlines and pushed ourselves really hard, maybe too hard, in the past. Memories of burnout were still especially fresh for Jen.
1: I'm scared to admit this to you guys, but I... I get I get nervous because I feel like I sacrificed my marriage the first time around. So I don't know. Like I don't wanna do that again.
2: It's a short term I think it's a short term thing, but like I don't want to sustain this for a year. I do think that we all can pull this off. Yeah. Without being put in that situation. But it's good.
0: How are we gonna pull this off? To me, that's what that's what the token sale is. Because if the tokens are worth a lot of money, then that's how we do this without killing ourselves. Meaning hiring other staff because we have the money. Correct. And at the end of the day, when I turn off my laptop, I will know that I have backup.
1: That yeah. to me is what the token sale is, is it's this. That's the, so I'm glad we got to this point. Everybody was like, we're dancing around it, but like these are the stakes of the token sale. For us, they are. I guess they're different for everybody,
2: but that's what they are for you and me, I think, Jen. I think to some extent they are for everybody, though, because, yeah, I mean, how else do we, I mean, you guys can't carry this on your shoulders alone. Like, the ecosystem has to support you. And for it to support you, it has to work. So, and the whether it's going to work is the big question mark for all of us. Every single one of us is, like, a thousand percent jumping off out of a plane and saying, we think we can build this. Like, yeah. we can we can build our sort of parachute on the way down. We can build wings on the way down. The issue
0: that Jen and I were finding was that we weren't flying alone. Our kids were along for this
1: ride, too, whether they liked it or not. Basically, both of our kids, or all our kids, um, are struggling a little bit right now with the amount of uh, work time that we're taking for ourselves, often in front of them, which is a little, like, there's yeah. a level of guilt that you feel when you're sitting on a computer and the kid's like, yeah. Mom, 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 and you're like... I told you I had to work, go away. Like, yeah. there's definitely yeah. a sense of like, it's awful. Is this awful. kid gonna remember
2: this as like neglect one day? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, those questions? Like, I think, like, like I knock on wood, um, have circumstances in my life that are favorable right now. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't owe anyone anything but myself. So, the risk is like a different kind of risk. Yeah, to be fair. Um, and in
0: but, addition to the amount of time we were putting in,
2: This is what we want to do. We want to build
0: our business. But financially, like, are we being naive and stupid by not spreading the
2: risk more? Right now it's all speculative. I actually have no idea what my life is going to look like in a month. And that's like a weird feeling. Like, like I have zero idea. Like, I can't even pretend to know. I think that's exactly right. Like, we're – I think we're in
1: that phase right now. And and it's –
0: All four of us left our double date still feeling very unsettled. But at least we knew that we had each other, whatever happened in the next few weeks or months. Because the situation for journalism was clear. There's there's a lot of bad news, I think, in journalism right now. and uh, I had talked to civil CEO Matthew Isles about how he came up with his crazy idea. And his words about media's death spiral just kept ringing in my ears. Uh, It's going to continue to be shrinking results, consolidation of publishers, uh, and uh, noise and misinformation. Uh, There's just no other reason to... But meanwhile, some other words were also ringing in my ears. Those of Dan, an old friend who was helping us try and project budgets and revenue for the next year. He said he was scared for us.
1: There's there's the financial reality of what, you know, doing 24 episodes of the show is just not going to sustain... So, what
0: an emotional roller coaster. I mean, one minute we're feeling completely freaked out, can't believe we're doing this. And the next minute, starting our own media company feels like the most natural thing in the world to do. Jen, I am just walking out of the subway station. I'm finally home after a very long day out and about in the big city. But you know what, it was great. I went to a conference, I talked about the future of technology and I really feel like we have our finger on the pulse of what a lot of people are talking about. So I feel a little guilty because I got to be out in the world today and I was validated and energized and you were back in our little hovel. It's not a hovel. Our lovely little office, where we're trying to explain all these different things that we're doing, how we're two women who are experimenting to improve journalism, but we're doing it with the blockchain. But why the blockchain? Because it's this grand experiment in reshaping society, and it's not going to be perfect because we're trying to do the jobs of usually what we have a team of six people doing. And um, you texted me tonight three words I feel overwhelmed and I do too but today I feel okay with it tomorrow's gonna be another day and I might be the one who's like (laughs) miserable but that's why it's good to have a partnership because I feel like it's a seesaw thing and uh, today I'm up and and I'll I'll push you down and you'll go up tomorrow and we'll go back and forth and oh wait it's kind of like a zigzag I don't know anyway
1: today I think it's gonna be okay Hey, hey, it's 1110. You just sent me a really encouraging voice memo. I think I'm just really wanting to make this the best thing we ever made together. And I'm not sure if we have time. Being parents and my commutes and, I don't know, both of our lives and all the tape. There's just so much tape. We're making more tape right now but I I really want to tell this story in a way that people are like, yeah, I totally get it. It's a little daunting, but this is what we wanted to do, and I, I really want to do it, but I want to do it right. So it feels meaningful.
0: The next day, Jen and I talked some more. With these financial fears gnawing at us, We decided we needed to do a little more due diligence, see if we could come up with a plan B. A new friend of mine had introduced me to an investor out in San Francisco who agreed to meet with us. Next time on ZigZag, Jen and I leave the families behind and head west to investigate options for funding our company other than virtual digital tokens,
2: like venture capital. The the choice to take venture capital does sign you up for a path that expects growth. Hypergrowth. Hypergrowth.
0: Hmm. Hypergrowth. Jen and I also go get advice from the co-founder of Radiotopia, the podcasting collective that distributes this show.
1: I think that media is a bad startup and a good business because it doesn't return money the way they want it to. And if you do, you have to grow and make things that you don't care about. And personally, I think that there's no money without strings attached. The only money I've ever, that has strings attached that I like, is money from the audience.
0: Roman Mars from 99% Invisible is here. That's next week on ZigZag. Subscribe to the podcast so the podcasting algorithms and gods show this podcast to more potential listeners. I gotta say, I thought that this episode would mostly be about why journalism is screwed. But I think it ended up being about a lot more, about ambition, and making sure you protect your business's core value proposition, which is you. Because without you, none of this works, right? Send us a voice memo. Tell us about what you're struggling with or solutions that you've found to this whole success work-life balance thing. We could use the support. Uh, send your voice memo to zigzag at stableg.com. That's s t a b l e g S-T-A-B-L-E-G.com. We've also got more excellent stuff for you, including the best links on the blockchain and other newsrooms on Civil, like Cannabis Wire and other stuff that you heard about on this episode. Go to our website. It's zigzagpod.com. You can also sign up for our awesome and informative newsletter at zigzagpod.com. And if you want to look at ZigZag behind the scenes, we're on Instagram and Twitter. It's true. We're at ZigZagPod. Do Jen and I look like we sound? Or more importantly, do we look as stressed out as we feel? Tell us kindly and gently at ZigZagPod. This episode was produced by me and Jen Poyant. David Herman is our audio engineer and composer. Matt Boynton also provided production support. Our intern is Jordan Lauf. Kat Aaron provided digital smarts. ZigZag comes from Stable Genius Productions in partnership with Civil and Radiotopia from PRX. I'm Manoush Samarodi. Thanks so much for listening.
1: What's mommy doing right now? Doing the business. Doing the business. I'm doing the business. This is a script that my business partner, Manouche wrote. She sent it to me. And then she put her voice on a recording just like we're doing now.
0: Yeah, zigzag, I'm Manouche Samarodi. And on a dreary Sunday, right? something extraordinary yeah. happened to me. My entire family was out of the house for the day.
1: She's writing that and then recording her voice. And then she sends me this. And then I look at it and I help her write it better.